What's happening, everyone? Welcome back to Total Football Club. My name is Alex Perez. This is the podcast where we speak one universal language, and that is, of course, football. I am joined by Chris Sued, a heartbroken Chelsea fan. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the FA Cup final before we started recording. Chris, just uh, overall thoughts on that FA Cup final, uh, your thoughts as a fan, and of course, now as an analyst that you are. Yeah, I mean it was tough to watch, it, and not in a not aesthetically. We played great football out there, but it was just really tough to take because Chelsea just had such a sloppy goal let in, a miscommunication with uh, Reese James that that had a stray ball, and and Telman just laced it from deep. It, it, it was just very, oh man, what a goal to give up, and then the rest of the match, just Chelsea just. Applying pressure just in in Lester's face, <clears throat> excuse me, in Lester's face, and they hit uh, crossbar, they hit posts, and and just couldn't couldn't get through, and it was so tough to take. And then when we finally get through, you can't even celebrate as a fan because two minutes later, VAR just sucks the life out of the game, and it's just man, it was so tough to take, so tough to take. What a moment to bring in VAR too. 93rd minute, 94, something like that. It was very late in the game, probably the last chance. I'm I'm sure it was the the last chance of of the game and VAR just says, "You know what? No, hold the celebrations. That wasn't the, that wasn't a, a goal that was offside." And that's that's our modern game. That's that's what we're facing right now. So I guess we're going to have to get used to it, but it's been what 3 years. Four years since VAR has been making its presence felt, and we still have not gotten used to it. So maybe at some point we will. Um, we're also going to talk about five coaches that we think, or we're going to debate whether they should stay or they should go. Five coaches, and um, towards the end of the show, we're also going to talk about Atletico Madrid. We're going to see, we're going to debate whether this team has reached its limit or if it, they can still go any further with Diego Simeone. That is going to be our Spanish section. But to start off the show, we're going to talk about Leicester City. Um, we're not going to necessarily talk about Leicester City's FA Cup win. We're not going to analyze and break that down. We're more so going to talk about Leicester City as a club, an organization, and how good this team has been run for the last 10 years. So, Chris... I, I want to start off by by asking you. You talked about Leicester City a couple of weeks ago on this show. And you talked about them being a team that you should root for if you don't want to root for the big clubs, the big rich clubs. I want you to kind of remind the people of, of those reasons as to why you picked this the, this team for them to root. And I think that'll segue us perfectly into the segment. So Leicester is very much a, a, a club with history, a club that has beautiful players who played there, who, who contribute to the sport, players like Gary Lineker. And, and, and they, they, they're exactly the ethos of what we, we root for in, in football. It's, it's, a, it's a small club shooting above their weight, punching above their weight, who can make anything happen as long as you, that you work hard, you put your head down and you and you come together as a team and it's exactly what you want and, and everything in, in in the club and they came up they 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 were a promoted side they they were there with with, with uh I can't remember the coach's name I, I think it's Neil Park Neil oh man I can't Pearson remember. yeah yeah Neil Michael Pearson, Pearson yeah. yeah Michael Pearson that's that's mm -hmm. his name Neil mm -hmm. and um yeah they 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 had the great escape. They they stayed up. They had Vardy. They had Mars. They had quality, man. They had West Morgan, uh, Fuchs. They had they had, they had drink water, Kante. They had mm -hmm. quality all over the pitch, and they stayed. They stayed in. They stayed in the Premier League. They finally won that title. That 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 title with Claudio Ranieri, and man, it was it's they they still they 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 hung around. They're in the top four consistently. They they played attractive football. They have. They still have Vardy, and they, you can see the players that go there. They they improve over time. 
Uh, they they scout very well. They 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 have a great fan base, and they're consistently in 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 and around the European places. And that what else can you really ask for for a team like that in England? And then it's very competitive league, and they're always going to be there. They're a threat. They I think they're bigger. Honestly, they play more attractive football and better football. They're a better club. They're more well run than teams like Arsenal and Tottenham. You can see it. It's obvious. Like. Look at the difference between the two. Look at the, look at the solidarity at, at, at Leicester. Look at these other clubs that are just fractured every which way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you can just look at the last five years, compare Leicester City and their accomplishments to the teams that you mentioned, Arsenal, Tottenham. What has Arsenal and Tottenham won in the last, in the last five years? Arsenal, yeah, you, you can say that, that they've won FA Cups. But Arsenal, they aren't built to just win FA Cups. They're supposed to compete in the Premier League. They're supposed to be in the Champions League year in, year out. They haven't done that. Tottenham, well, they're, I think that their history is a little more complex. And maybe they're, they're one of the newer giants. But Leicester City, what they have done in the last five years, you mentioned it. The Premier League, they won that, that Premier League 5,000 to 1. Unreal. They they went to the quarterfinals of a Champions League. They they won the FA Cup, their first in their history, and their perennial top finishers in the Premier League last season. Had it not been for their collapse in the last couple of match days, they would have finished in the Champions League spot, and they would have been playing Champions League this season rather than Europa League. But this team has become that. Everything that I just mentioned, they have become that type of team. And it really all started with with the owner, Vichai, and I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his last name. Uh, may he rest in peace, but that last name is way too complicated for me. But it started with his vision. Chris, do you know what he, what he said when he arrived at Leicester after purchasing the club? He said, I want Leicester to be a top five Premier League team. Everyone laughed. <laughs> Dude, we're, we're, we're not even sniffing the Premier League. What are you talking about? He said that back in 2010 when he bought the club. Look at look at the team now. Look at where they're at now. He, he might not be around to see it, but his people are still there. His son, well, well aware of what's going on. He's in charge. Um, and everything that he said, he, he built towards it. And that's what's happening. He, all of his people are seeing... The fruits of his labor and it is it is quite remarkable to see how this team has been run and not only that everything that they've accomplished and it also shows that you can do it the right way you can do it the right way and Leicester has been doing it the right way they they've been selling players to Manchester City to Chelsea uh they've they've sold other other oh well to Manchester United of course and they're making their money back and they're buying cheap and then those guys that are that they're buying cheap, they're probably going to sell them again for a lot. So this team is being run very well. This Leicester City side, the way that they do it, I don't, I'm not going to say it's perfect, but it's closer to right than to being wrong. Yeah, yeah. They from the academy to to how they scout their players, their their signings to how they play on the pitch. It's just everything you want in the club, man. The the I remember back in the day when. They let go of Ranieri. They said that the owner consulted with all the players, and they had a negative spin on it because that's what the media does out there in England. But you look back Everywhere. at it, yeah, I know. But you look back at it, you look back at it now, and it's like, man, the, the owner really had a great synergy within the club. They were all together. They had, he had a, the players had a voice. They 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 haven't put a foot. They haven't done anything wrong since. I mean, the, every every manager that's been there has helped Leicester. Every manager has been there can say he's proud to have been there, and 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 they've done it the right way. Like you said, it's awesome. It's just all, uh, great to watch. Uh, like uh, all the players that have gone there are, 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 have improved from from being a, a Leicester City player, and it's, it's a great club. Just a great club. Let me ask you this, Chris: Do you think Leicester City's the best run club in England? Oh, that's tough, man. Just Man City. Man City is just beautiful, but yeah, Leicester City. You can, you can. They have an argument for sure. They have an argument for sure because look, Man, Man City have had their problems with FIFA. Chelsea have had their problems with FIFA. They both were in the ESL. All these major clubs were in the ESL. 
Leicester City is the one that you can say the owner. Look at how he was. They, they won the FA Cup, and look at how they loved their owner on that pitch, man. They gave him the cup. They, every player went out there and hugged him. Top was just it, – it was awesome to see. It was awesome to see. And, yeah, I think you can say – you can definitely make an argument for that, that Leicester City are the best run club in the, in the Premier League. I'm just going to say it. I think they are the best run club yeah. in, 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 in England. And you mentioned one reason right there, the owner. The, the owner is present. He cares about the club. He's there at every game. And Casper Schmeichel, some, some, that, that stood out so much. The way that Casper Schmeichel brought him in and gave him the trophy and they started celebrating with him. The way that Vardy, Madison, Tillyman, all the boys, all of them embraced the owner. Like, he's one of us. He cares. He really cares. And it shows that, that he does care because even when Vishai was around... Like you said, he consulted with all the players. Hey, you know, Ranieri's time might be running out and this. <laughs> Do you really think one of the Glazers is going to talk to Harry Maguire and Luke Shaw? Hey, I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's time might be might be uh, coming. No, they'll just cut his head off and on to the next one. Uh, so I believe that that's one of the reasons. And, of course, the processes, the processes are respected in, in Leicester City because... They could have easily gotten rid of Brendan Rodgers last season because of, of if you want to call it a debacle towards the end of the season, it, it could have been so easy for them to say, you know what, you fail to qualify for the Champions League, you're out. It, it would have been easy and maybe, maybe would have been the right thing at the moment. But now you look at it, hindsight 2020, of course, it wasn't the, the right thing because look at what they are doing. But I really do think that this club is the best run club in England. And another reason, and I think this might be the most important one, Leicester City's identity has remained the same. They are still the Foxes. Just because they had new owners 10 years ago doesn't mean that Leicester City or the, the new owners went into Leicester City and changed the identity completely. They didn't change the logo. They, they didn't change the mascot. Sure, they changed the stadium name, but it was it was for for a good reason. It's uh, the the owner's company, the the, the owner's uh, corporation. That that that's the name. And basically, what I'm trying to say is that just because they were the owners doesn't necessarily mean that they went in there and completely cleaned house and changed everything about Leicester City. Changed the kits, changed the colors, changed the logo, changed the mascot. They kept the identity the same. That shows that not only do they care about the players they care about the fans they care about what the fans think and imagine if they would have gone in there and changed everything that had to do with Leicester City they would have been hated immediately but they were smart and they kept that identity intact and that to me is incredibly valuable it is very valuable because look at how much everyone loves them you you ask anyone from Leicester what they think about the ownership at their club. And they're like, oh my goodness, we love them. Because not, not only have they done good things for the club, they donate millions and millions of pounds to the charities in our community. Because they care about the community. They care about the club. They care about Leicester. They don't, care about, they don't just care about Leicester City Football Club. They care about Leicester. And that is something that you really don't see. So that also kind of shows that not every billionaire is soulless and, and, and evil. These guys are, they, they're not perfect, but they do things better than others. So you got to give them props for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just to, just to hop on that, they, they, they really do it. Uh, they do it great out there, man. They, they, they really, they got the process nailed down. They got Marcel Bryant out there doing it great. And, and it's just awesome to, to, to see. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, there we go. Leicester City. A, a little tribute to Leicester City because I'll be honest, Chris, they have a little soft spot in my heart ever since um, they won the Premier League back in 2016. Uh, I, I I saw that story and it was it was incredible. I'm, I'm not going to say it changed my life because that's cliche, but it, it, it made me see sports a little differently. So I do definitely have a soft spot for for Leicester. Um and congratulations to them on, on winning the FA Cup. Uh, they 
we all know how long they waited hundreds of years for to win that and um something that we should mention also before we move on to our next segment jamie vardy is the only player in history to play in every single round of the fa cup (laughs) there's like 13 rounds in the fa cup including the final so he has played in every single one and he finally won his on saturday or this past saturday all right Let's move on now to this little segment I like to call Stay or Go. And we picked five managers that we're going to decide their future right now. And I'm going to name the managers uh, from top to bottom. These are the five that we picked. First one, Barcelona's Ronald Koeman. The second one, Real Madrid's Zinedine Zidane. The third one, Juventus's Andrea Perlo. Fourth, Mikel Arteta from Arsenal. And the fifth, Jurgen Klopp from liverpool i'm not a liverpool fan i just really like this kid um yeah um all right let's talk about ronald coleman first chris should ronald coleman stay at barcelona or should he go uh i think he should go i think he should go i think the project is a little big for ronald coleman i'm not gonna lie um he is a Barcelona player, ex-Barcelona player, excuse me, and he used to he has the Barcelona DNA, but I just was never convinced that Ronald Koeman was the right man at Barcelona, and and with the president, like with the with the change that they had at the board, I think they should bring in their right guy. I think I'm, I'm not sure who that is, so it's easy to say yeah, replace him, but I just I don't know if Ronald Koeman he's is, is, is the one that's going to lead Barca back uh, to, to the glory days because he, he never really has done it at uh, anywhere else. He, he was supposed to have his, but his biggest job, which was at Everton, he, he flamed out and he was at, uh, he was doing great with the, with the Dutch national team. I'll give him that, but I don't know, man. I, I definitely think that should, they, they should move on. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to argue against that seeing what what happened in the last week with barcelona their title hopes just dying right in front of our eyes um the way that they they collapsed against celta and against levante this past week i mean what what can you really say and it's it's really down to coman's stubbornness and the way that that he hasn't changed uh his teams around and he hasn't changed his ways he he hasn't made any real substitutions so in my notes, I made these notes on Saturday. Yeah, I, I made them on Saturday. So they played against Celta on Sunday. And I said that Ronald Koeman should stay. And the reason why I think Ronald Koeman should stay is because there are really no options for Barcelona. Like Xavi yeah. Hernandez, Xavi Hernandez, he, he's almost like trying to get away from the job. Like he doesn't want to do it. He signed a new contract with, with his team in, in, in the Middle East. I, I don't know where, where I think they're in Qatar or in, in uh, United um, Arab Emirates or something like that. Actually, yeah, I'm not even going to try to guess. I know the name of the club, but I don't know where they are. So I, I thought they were in Saudi Arabia, but that, that sounds like You know what? Now. I think you're right. I, I, I think they might be in, in Saudi Arabia for all we know. But anyway, um, Xavi Hernandez... His, he's been trying to not link himself with this job, even though he's on vacation in Barcelona. Well, I mean, that's where he's from, so where else would he go Would he go on vacation? But there's no real options for Barcelona. And I would much rather have Ronald Koeman because we, we've seen what he can do. Ronald Koeman, I got to give him props for this. He's been doing all right with what he has. He's working with what he has. And a third-place finish in La Liga... Back in December, that wasn't even a thing. We, we thought that Barcelona might not even make it to the Champions League. I mean, of course, we, we knew that somehow, eventually, Barcelona was going to get back into the mix. But Ronald Koeman has been doing what he can with what he has. Can you blame him? Not really. But then when he has gotten to the point where La Liga was in, it was right there. They can touch it. They can smell it. They can feel it. They've collapsed. And sure, of course, it's up to the players. They have been poor, if you want to say. They, they haven't been up to the standard that, that is needed to win these types of games. But when you have a manager like that who has won a Champions League as a player, who has had some success as a manager, 
you kind of look over at him and you're like, hey, what do we do? And he hasn't had the answers. He's been very stubborn. So on Saturday, I would have said, yes, Ronald Koeman should stay one more year. But I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I And I've been reading reports that Ronald Koeman is feeling feeling like the floor underneath him is is isn't very sturdy. So he he might be on his way out. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not sure if it was his decision, but the decision of not having Luis Suarez in his plan. It was his. I think, yeah, I, yeah. So that that alone has to cost him. Because letting Suarez go to Atletico Madrid and him winning the... I, 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 he, I know at the time, he was I, I, at a certain point, he was top scorer in La Liga. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's top scorer now. He may no, be it's messy. It's messy. Yeah, but, he, but to your point really quick, Luis Suarez scored the winner on Sunday against Osasuna, which keeps Atletico at the top of the table. So, yeah. yeah. But just that decision to let him go out of Atletico Madrid, I mean, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if he's the one who let him him go to that team specifically, but not having him in his plans and then not being able to replace him, it's just, I I don't know, man. That alone just shows you, like, you have a Luis Suarez in your team and you probably can't replace him with a player of the same quality. So what do you do? And he went with letting him go, and that just shows you the type of manager he is. He's, he's not cut out for this. He's not. It, there's, there's good managers, and I'm not trying to say Luis, uh, that Ronald Coleman isn't a top manager. Maybe he is. But there's good managers, and then there's the elite guys who, who, are these, who, are, who deserve to be at these big clubs. And it's hard to find, man. I, it's, that's why it's hard to... Uh, to discredit teams who, who I, don't, I don't want to say like to have a short leash because I don't want anyone to lose their job. But I guess when 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 you they show that ruthlessness, there's a certain there's there's, there's people who question it and say, oh, maybe it's too fast. But then at a certain point, when you get these guys who who, who show their worth, sometimes it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm sure when you're talking about the short leash, you're referring to your club, Chelsea, who made a very good move in January, letting go of Frank Lampard and bringing in Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's the first club that comes to mind, obviously, no <laughs> doubt. We're notorious for it. But you can see, there's other, I mean, look, bro, Barcelona's on their fourth coach in yeah. a year, the last year and a half, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of uh, course. Who, who Matt, I'm... I mean, Man, Man United changed their coach. They they they, they let go and brought in Ali, but Ali proved to be to be a good uh, a good that that when that happened, that was in the middle of the season when they let go of Mourinho, and Ali turned out to be a great. Uh, uh, that, it's just that ruthlessness that when you know it's it's not working out, you got to cut the cord before to, before it, it, uh, before it gets worse. It's better yeah. to do it sooner than later. Yeah. Yeah, of course, it is better to to get it out of the way. And I think after next Sunday, because next Sunday is their last league game, I think that's when you when you cut ties with with Ronald Koeman. Um, if if you were to do that, but if you're not gonna do it, bring in the players that he asks for. Yeah, give give him all the tools. Give him all the tools that he asks for. Uh, granted. I don't think Barcelona has that much money to play with, and they're bringing in guys like Sergio Aguero just to please Messi, which that's a mistake. We can talk about that later on or uh, on another episode. But if you're going to keep Ronald Koeman, give him all the tools. Give him the tools that he asks for. Don't force feed him any players or any any philosophies or anything like that. Just let him work. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a very complicated situation with with barcelona all right um let's move on now to a team that has a short leash as well a very short leash real madrid and their coach zinedine zidane let me preface this by saying that there was a lot of rumors this past week that zinedine zidane actually said his goodbyes to the players um he and there was also some rumors right after the second leg of the champions league final against a semi-final against chelsea that zinedine zidane was very frustrated with everyone at the club and rightfully so. I mean, when you're Real Madrid, you don't want to get bounced in the semifinals. You want to go to a final, and and they're used to winning it. So, of course, Zinedine Zidane was not used to getting bounced in a semifinal, and there was a lot of frustration. Let me ask you this, Chris. Do you think Zinedine Zidane should stay at Real Madrid, or should he go? 
I think he should. Oh man, if I were Real Madrid, I would want him to stay. But I think he's gonna go, and I think it's the right move. Mm-hmm. It's, it it seems very stale there right now, and and it's it's not it's not anyone's fault. I mean, he asked for Eden Hazard. He asked for all, the players that they got. He asked for Mendy. He asked for Vinicius. He asked for these players, and he got them. And I'm not just trying to say that these are bad players because these are all world class players, but it just doesn't look like it's working out at Real Madrid right now. And they're tapping out at uh, at, at a Liga, t- at trying to get a La Liga, but not really being deserving of one. So, yeah, it might be time for uh, for fresh ideas. It might be time for for a new voice in there, and he might. It might be better for him to, to find a new project. He was always rumored to take the French job, but I don't know if Champs is, is, is going to give that up. Maybe, I mean, he, there's no reason to. He just won the World Cup, so I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe if he steps down after the Euros, who knows? But Or maybe he takes the Juve job. Maybe someone else who we're going to talk about is, is on his way out. But we'll see. Um, yeah, I think, I, think, I think it's time for a fresh start. Wow, I didn't even think of Zinedine Zidane at Juventus. He played there. Why can he not manage there? That that would be interesting. That would be incredibly interesting. Um, but I do think that Zinedine Zidane and Madrid are a perfect match. They're, they're a match made in heaven. I think Zinedine Zidane should give it another go. One more season. Um, I, I see why he should stay. Or, sorry, he should go. Those reasons that, that you mentioned, especially if there's an opening in Italy and just to try himself somewhere else, because there's still people saying that, hey, if it's not for Real Madrid or if it's not in Real Madrid, he can't do it anywhere else. Well, maybe he wants to shut those people up. But if I was Zinedine Zidane, I would stay one more season. Um, I, it feels like Real Madrid is in a transition period, similar to Barcelona, because they they did kind of just like top off. In a, in a league race where they really don't belong. And, of course, they were eliminated from the from the Champions League. But I, I, I don't think that Real Madrid right now is in a position to switch managers uh, for a couple reasons. The first one, they're in a transition period, like I mentioned. And then the second one, after Zinedine Zidane, who else can you bring in? They, they've tried it. Rafa Benitez, no one gave a crap about him. Uh, Santiago Solari, meh. He's in Mexico right now. Um, Julian Lopetegui. How long did he last at Real Madrid? So this job isn't for everyone. That seat is boiling hot. And not many people can take it. Zinedine Zidane cools it down. He cools everyone down. And that's why I think that they're a perfect match. Now, if he's fed up with the team, you can't force him to stay there. Um, But I do think he should stay. I do think he should stay at least one more season. Write it out because this is a transition period. And if Zinedine Zidane leaves and Real Madrid doesn't bring in an Mbappe or even a Harry Kane or something like that in the summer, it's going to be rough for Real Madrid next season. It can be really, really rough. Reminiscing of the 2018-2019 season after Zidane left, after Cristiano Ronaldo left. I don't think Madrid fans want to hear that, but that's where it's heading should Zidane leave again. You want to add anything else to Zinedine Zidane's situation? No, I just think it it him with Ronaldo at Juventus does make a lot of sense for a lot of different reasons. They they yeah, uh, we can talk about it more later. I mean, I know we're gonna talk about Juventus uh, the Juventus situation a little later, but yeah, it, it I can see him saying as well. I I, I can because like you said, it, it, he'd be leaving them in a tough spot, and I don't know if he want to do that, but man. Uh, I I can I it just it might be time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not nothing lasts forever, as they say. Um, let's move on to Juventus. Let's move on to Andrea Perlo. Should he stay or should he go? Uh, I think he should go, man. I think <laughs> yeah, I think he should go. I think he he he. Juventus regressed big time. They don't look. Yeah. Like they uh like the usual Juventus that we know that they, they, the defense isn't isn't near what we were used to. They don't create much, and 
Yeah, it, it, it's hard to watch because this is like a top club, man. They're going to be playing in Europa League next year. or if they, I don't know if that's confirmed yet, but if not, that's what they're looking at. Right now. Like they're in the Europa places right now. So it's just it's, – it's tough to see, man. Richard Sarri got let go, and he won the Serie A title. So I don't know why you would keep Perlo if they regressed. Maybe you bring him back, you let him go somewhere else, and you bring him back at a later date. But I, I don't know, especially if Zidane is available. Someone like Zidane, bringing him in and bringing him to, to, to manage Ronaldo and getting him to, 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 to win a set. Just that bar of win the Serie A, the Serie a title one more time, uh, bring us back to, bring, to winning titles. That's a good stepping stone for at least the first one or two seasons for Zidane if you were to go there. And then, champ- then you target things like Champions League. So it's really perfect if he were to move on. Uh, and, and I think if he's available, you definitely make the move. Absolutely. And you mentioned something very interesting towards the, at the beginning of, of, uh, of what you were saying. Juventus regrets this big time. They do. They definitely do because this team has no identity. They have yeah. no identity. Their identity is Cristiano Ronaldo scoring goals. I mean, come on. He's he's an all-time great, but he can't do everything. So that, that that's their identity. And them not even being in the Champions League next season. I mean, it's all it's almost poetic because they didn't want to be in the Champions League. They wanted to be in the Super League. <laughs> but yeah. now that the Super League isn't really a thing anymore they they didn't qualify to to the Champions League. They're going to be in the Europa League because Napoli won this weekend, so they're not going to be in the Champions League next season. Um, it's so funny that, that, that we're talking about this because yesterday I went out to eat with a friend for his birthday, and we were talking soccer, whatever. We were driving to, to the restaurant. He looks over at me, and he just tells me, bro, Juventus is so bad, <laughs> and that's all he said. I guess there wasn't much else that, that that was needed to be said. That that's it. Juventus is so bad. They are they 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 didn't have much of an identity throughout this this entire season. Andrea Pirlo, absolute legend of the game on the pitch. What a player. What a midfielder. All class. But he was way over his head when he chose this job. I don't blame him at all for taking the job because if they offer you. A gig like this one, you're not gonna say no. It doesn't matter if you don't feel ready. You're not gonna say no because the train might pass by, and you won't be able to hop on. So he hopped on just in time, but it doesn't seem to be working out for him. And if if he is as smart of a manager as he was a player, then he's gonna use this as a learning experience. He'll go to a lesser team. And then he'll he might come back, maybe not with Juventus. He might go to an Inter, to an AC Milan, might go abroad, and he'll try his talents elsewhere. But it just didn't work out this time, did it? It was oh my god, it it was bad. And this is something that I hate about seeing these players that that I we we idolized when we were younger, seeing them turn into managers and flopping completely, getting sacked with no mercy at all it it sucks because we have this image of them being such great players and being dominant on the pitch and then this happens a few years later and and you're like man i remember when you were assisting drogba when you were assisting shevchenko and all these guys and now now you're you're getting sacked by the team that you used to play for like i, I don't know it hurts. It definitely hurts a little bit. It also shows that we're getting old. So that's a completely different story. But I do like your um, your proposal of having Zinedine Zidane there at Juventus. That would be nice. That, yeah. that, that would be really interesting to see him going back to Italy because he played in Italy. Um, was Juventus his, his, uh, his last team before he went to Madrid? Yeah. Yeah, he was so far from Juventus to Madrid, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. All right, let's move on now. Ugh. Let's talk about Mikel Arteta. Listen. Oh, my God. Okay, so whew, this this is going to suck. I was watching a video of myself when I was doing another project from January of 2020. 
I addressed Arsenal fans and I told them, listen, guys, be patient with Miguel Arteta. He's the answer. You might you might be seeing Champions League football next season. You might even be in a Champions League, competing for the Champions League in a couple of seasons. Here I am. Roll the clown music. That that's 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 aging like milk. That's a terrible take. Um, <laughs> do you think Miguel Arteta should stay or go? No, he's a goner, man. He's a goner. <sighs> yeah, it's tough, tough to say. I mean, he looked like a really great prospect as Pep's number two. It's hard to fault you what 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 you thought uh, a year and a half ago because he was a he was a great choice, but. It's just not working out, and that was tough because they really backed him in the in the transfer market. They brought yeah. in all the players he wanted, and it's just not working out. So, yeah, I think he's gone. And I, I mean, I hope for Arsenal's sake that he's gone. And I, I'm, I, I, I despise Arsenal. I'm a <laughs> Chelsea fan, but I, I don't like seeing them. This it's, it's hard to make fun of them right now. Yeah, they don't have anything to come. They don't have anything to come, come back at, man. I mean, they, they they're so bad right now. So I think this this is the first year in I think twenty seven years they don't have European football at Arsenal. Yeah, it, since like so yeah, like yeah, like uh, I think like nineteen ninety five was the last time ninety something mid nineties last time that that they didn't play any European football. It's it's bad at Arsenal, isn't it? It is. It's it's really bad. I have a really good friend of mine that that's an Arsenal fan and. The pain in his voice every time we talk about Arteta or Arsenal, I'm like, oh, dude, I feel for you. I really do. I I I hope your team is gets better at some point, but I just I just don't see it. But for me, this one's tricky. This one's tricky. I understand why Mikel Arteta should go. It's very similar to Perlo's situation. He's way out of his head. I mean, like, wait, like there there there's. There's levels, man, and yeah, you could be Pep's number two, but once you are the number one, the responsibility changes, man. The responsibility is different, different, and it's that much bigger. And it looks like Miguel Arteta, even with the help that he that he got in the summer, it's still not enough. It hasn't been enough, and then it doesn't help his his case that the guy that they sacked. To bring him, or, yeah, I mean, because Freddie Yumber, you can't even consider him a manager. He was an interim. He managed a couple games only. But the guy that was sacked to bring you in goes to your house in a Europa League semifinal, and he eliminates you with his new team. That doesn't help your case at all. Not in the eyes of Arsenal fans, maybe not the ownership, even the neutrals like us. It doesn't help your case. But I will say this, Arsenal should give him one more season. And I'm not even saying that they should give him a full season. If they're 10th in November, you let him go. But if they're like 5th, 4th place, that that sounds ludicrous, doesn't it? If if they're like 4th or 5th place in, in November, December, if they can qualify for Europe at around Boxing Day, you say, all right, screw it. Let, let's run with this to the end of the season. But if things aren't going well, you cut ties with him. And it's not out of the picture. It, it, it's not something weird to see a manager get sacked in October, November, December. It's it's pretty normal nowadays. It, it's very normal. So if if that's how, how his luck is playing out next season, then you let him go. But but you you have to give him another shot. You you absolutely have to give him another shot, I, I think. Or if Arsenal already has someone in mind that they want to bring in and they are very confident that he's much better than Arteta, well, then you bring him in. You pull the trigger immediately. But if there's no one out there, why? Stay, stay with your guy. And let me ask you this, Chris. Who's going to want to coach Arsenal? Who's going to want to manage Arsenal right now? Who's out there available that wants to coach Arsenal? Yeah. Uh, it's a tough question, man. It's a tough question. I there's there was one one person, I'm not going to lie, as you were as you were speaking that came to mind. It's just I don't I, I doubt he'll do it. 
it's just the only thing with Arsenal is you gotta it's, it's a it's a kind of like a romantic club like you would have to do it just for our the love of football just oh. because that 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 how how bad they're playing right now they don't have a soul man they, no they, they don't they, they really backed Arteta in the transfer market they brought in Thomas Partey who looked like a gem of a player at Atletico Madrid and man they they Everybody, everything that you could say for Leicester, everybody who went there improves. Everyone who goes to Arsenal gets worse. <laughs> That's so That's sad, but so true. It's nuts. Like Aubameyang goes to Arsenal now; he's in a dry spell. Like what? What? It's nuts. It's nuts. So the the only guy who I can really think of who who could really do it, and he he'll do it for the love of the game, and. He has to be available, and he wants to want to test himself in this environment. Is he done? It's the only guy who 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 could hold that weight. Like that's the only manager who you like you said who who could be out there that you is head and shoulders. You know, oh, he's definitely there's there's no way I, tactically football sporting reasons I can say he's much better manager than Mikel Arteta. Zidane would be one if he's available. And you talk to him, and he says, "Yeah, for some weird, <laughs> godforsaken reason, he's a, he's interested, <laughs> but no European football. Go get him, man." Mm. I love it. I absolutely love it. But it's not happening. Yeah, no I, way. I, no, no way. <laughs> no way. No way. But someone with the traits of Zinedine Zidane is very much needed for Arsenal because he. We've talked about this. He simplifies the game. That's what Arsenal needs. They need something simple. They need to do the basics right. And I think Miguel Arteta's like he he probably came into the to the Arsenal job. Yeah, well, I managed with Pep Guardiola and I'm going to throw some very sophisticated stuff at you guys. I'm going to throw everything that I know, all the Xs and Os and everything. And the players were like, "Whoa. What 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 are we doing?" So, yeah, if if they they need someone with the same with a similar profile to Zinedine Zidane. But is it going to be Zinedine Zidane? Dude, I'll fly you out to Chicago and I'll like take you out to Portillo's <laughs> and uh if 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 it happens. But I don't think it's happening. It's yeah. it it's not happening, especially I don't think Zidane is gonna be like, yeah, you know what? Let me sacrifice uh a season of Champions League football. Or he could be tired and maybe he just wants to focus on the league. And should he focus on the league, then you know it's it's a little different. But I love that proposal. It's I, not I, happening, but yeah, like it's it. definitely not. I think if if he were to want to move again, I, I just think if he's gonna sacrifice Champions League football and move, it's gonna be the coach Ronaldo at Juventus. It's not gonna be in coach that that mess at Arsenal, man. I, it's really I don't know who's gonna say, who want that job. Uh, but if if he or if someone like Diego Simeone become available, that's the type of manager you make the move for. If it's gonna be a lateral move at best, then yeah, I can see Mikel Arteta getting another season for sure. Oh boy. Oh, Arsenal. All right. Let's go to another English club. The final one. Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp. Should Jurgen Klopp stay or should he go? Now, this one was tough because off the bat, I thought, yeah, there's no doubt he should stay. I mean, he brought him the Premier League title. He brought him a Champions League. They're, they're Liverpool again. They're 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 back. They they were they were a laughing stock for a little bit. They were a punchline, and now they're back. And not not now they're back. They've been back. They're they're a world class club. They're a giant. As soon as Virgil Van Dijk is healthy, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with once again. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you sit and think, and it's like, well, is this their is this their max? Is this their tie? Is this their 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 the max that we're gonna see from them? Maybe is maybe should he move on to go coach at Bayern Munich or Germany and or should he should Liverpool move on maybe get another coach before it's too late before the bottom really drops out and then they have to sit and think to themselves man we should have saw the writing on the wall but I think no man I think you can't you can't be that paranoid I think there's yeah. a there's a point of being ruthless and then there's a point of just getting getting too crazy with it and i think jurgen klopp is he's done nothing wrong man they got they, they're so hurt this year it's so 
Yeah. It, it would be so difficult to explain that to the club, uh, to the fan base. You probably do more damage than good, even if you think something's wrong. And, and they're fine. They're, they're, they're playing great. They, they're, you can still see their, 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 their attacking football, even now, even how hurt they are. So they have the identity. They're, they should be fine as soon as Virgil's back. They're, 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 uh, they, they're going to be fine. I agree. I agree 100% because no one's kicking them out, but this season was kind of a transition period. It, it, it wasn't great. And again, it was because of those injuries. It's, it's not really Jurgen Klopp's fault. No one is kicking him out. So I, I think he should stay one more season. Give it one more season. Try to compete for the Champions League should they qualify. Compete for the Premier League. They still can if they stay healthy. Um, and honestly, I feel like this season is going to be used as motivation for next season. And Liverpool is going to be scary. They're going to be so scary next season. I don't mean to pat myself on the back here. But I said at the beginning of the season that Liverpool was going to be one of the disappointments. I didn't think that it was because of all of these injuries that they weren't going to get even close to the amount of points that they got last season. But I did think that they were going to drop a lot. I did also say that they were going to struggle to get to the Champions League. And they still are in the mix. But it looks more likely that they won't be playing Champions League next season. Um, and wouldn't it be nice to see Jurgen Klopp's uh, tenure at Liverpool and with a title, whether it's a Premier League title, a Champions League title, an FA Cup title, just not not even speaking as a fan, more as a romantic uh, more fan of the game, more than just, you know, a, a fan of a team or whatever. Like, it would be nice to see Jurgen Klopp leave Liverpool with a title in his hands. Um it looks likely next season. It's likely that team is still very good. Mohamed Salah is probably he. I mean, he's whether he's debating whether he should stay or he should go. I think he's staying. I think the core is going to remain intact. They're probably going to bring in a star, star player who knows who it could be. But they're probably bringing in a lot of stars, a lot of star power for next season. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Liverpool. I do agree with you. I think he should stay. Anything else you want to add? About Jurgen Klopp? Uh, no, I think yeah, I think they're going to definitely bring in somebody to to to, to bring them back into the mix and get, make them title favorites again. Jaden Sancho is available. Uh, they could definitely use someone who, who could freshen up the place over there, and he fits the profile. So we'll see if they, they're rumored, but if, if it's not him, they're definitely going to bring in someone very exciting. I agree, and they're, they're, they're going to be fine. They're going to be t- title challengers. And I think uh, if he stays for one more season and wins something, I think for sure he stays even longer. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he's yeah. going to stay for the long. He's, he said he wants to stay, stay there for, for a bit. Okay. I mean, again, no one's kicking him out. So he has a spot there with Liverpool. All right, that was our segment, Stay or Go. Um, I enjoy this one. You picked mostly Go <laughs> for all of them. <laughs> Your Chelsea fan came out. I saw it. I saw it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Hablemos ahora del Atlético de Madrid. Y es un segmento similar al que tuvimos hace, hace unos instantes. Porque ese segmento es una pregunta. Y la pregunta es esta. ¿Ha llegado a su límite el Atlético de Madrid de Diego Simeone? Cris, te pregunto. ¿Ha llegado a su límite este Atlético de Madrid? ¿Será que ya, ya no pueden... Conseguir más títulos o más éxito con Diego Simeone. Yo creo que sí, que este sí es el límite del Atlético de Madrid. Yo creo que tal vez hay otro título eh, eh, en el futuro, tal vez otra liga, pero no sé si, si Atlético de Madrid puede ser más que lo que es. Y es, es un club magnífico, es un, es, es un club que, que a cualquier a cualquiera que venga al estadio de la Wanda de, tiene que tener respeto y miedo porque el Atlético mm-hmm. Madrid puede ganar a cualquiera. Pero también no es un club que, que, que va a ser un gigante en, en, en el tema como que como un, un, un Manchester City, un, un PSG, un, que, que, que va a entrar y va a ganar cada partido que juegue porque 
hay, hay, hay un límite con, con la forma con quien juega y el, 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 el Cholo Simeone es, es muy difícil ganar títulos como el Champions League jugando así y sí, puede sí. tener los jugadores que quiere puede gastar más de 100 millones en un Joao Félix quiere pero, y te, puede tener un Luis Suárez que, que mete golazos por cada partido si quiere, pero cuando juega así, en, en, en el estilo que juegan los equipos de Diego de Simeone, es muy difícil ganar títulos como, como el Champions. Y tal vez llegaron a, ese, a, a un, unos dos finales a, a, a ese tiempo, en su tiempo con, con Simeone, pero no creo que con, con ese estilo que que vas a hacer más que, que una liga, porque ve que en, con ese equipo que tiene, con Luis Suárez, con, con Joao Félix, con, con todos esos, esos jugadores que tiene, que, que vas a ganar, seguramente vas a ganar la liga, no, no hizo nada en el Champions con, contra un equipo que, como Chelsea. Y el Chelsea, yo soy un gran fanático del Chelsea, es un equipazo, pero no es el Chelsea que, que, que tenía, de, que... que que he visto cuando era niño, con el Drogba, con el Lampard. Este Chelsea todavía se va a poner más, más fuerte en los años que vienen. Entonces, si está así, que ni, ni está dando gran chance contra un equipo así, que, que, que no es un equipo que todavía está matando a todo el mundo, no sé si, si este equipo puede ser más que lo que es. Y es un, eso es la pregunta que se tiene que preguntar los fanáticos del Atlético de Madrid si están, con, están satisfechos con el equipo que tienen ahora. Porque este equipo, yo sé que a un tiempo el Atlético de Madrid ganando una liga o ganando dos ligas, eso, eso era un sueño. Entonces ganando una liga no suena tan mal, pero también se tiene que realizar, este equipo nunca va a ser el Real Madrid, nunca va a ser Barcelona, nunca va a ser el Manchester City, nunca va a ser un club así que cada partido tiene chance de ganar. Pero cada partido no tiene chance de perder. Ese es el Atlético Madrid. Sí, les encanta sufrir. Le encanta sufrir al Atlético de Madrid. Y yo esperaba que este fuera un poquito más de, de, de debate, pero estoy de acuerdo en casi todo lo que dices. Porque hace 10 años que llegó Diego Simeone. En diciembre de este año se cumplen 10 años que llegó Diego Simeone al Atlético de Madrid. Y en esos 10 años han ganado la Europa League, han ganado Supercopas de Europa, de España han ido a finales de Champions y seguramente también ganarán este segundo título de Liga. Veremos este domingo. Pero en realidad las ex expectativas hace 10 años eran completamente distintas a lo que son ahora. Porque hace 10 años el Atlético de Madrid en ese entonces era un equipo que peleaba por no descender. Ahora pelean por el título de Liga. Es un cambio grandísimo. Pero mientras vas mejorando, van creciendo las expectativas. Y yo creo que este Atlético de Madrid llegó a su límite, llegó a su tope en la final de Milán en el 2016. Allí es en donde, si yo fuera Diego Simeone hubiera dicho, ¿saben qué? Muchísimas gracias por esta oportunidad. Di todo de mí, hasta luego, me voy. No lo hizo, le trajeron más jugadores, le trajeron más refuerzos, siguieron trabajando y no hicieron mucho. Eh, bueno, ganaron una Europa League y una, una Supercopa de, de Europa en esos, en esos años. Pero en realidad el límite, el tope de este Atlético de Madrid llegó en Milán. Allí es en donde yo dije, bueno, ya no, ya no hay más, ya no hay más. Este equipo necesita algo diferente. Y si buscan algo diferente con Diego Simeone, no lo van a encontrar. Porque es un técnico necio, terco, como decimos nosotros los mexicanos. Y en ningún momento va a cambiar su filosofía. Él con su 4-4-2 va a morir. No importa. No importa si voy ganando 1 a 0, si voy perdiendo 1 a 0. Voy a mantener mi equipo de esa manera, el 4-4-2. Voy a mantener a mi equipo muy estructurado y muy sólido defensivamente. Y al ataque algo se va a generar. Pero esa pregunta que tú le haces a la fanaticada del Atlético de Madrid, que si están satisfechos con lo que es su club ahora, es una pregunta muy importante. Es algo crucial. 
Porque si están satisfechos con esto, pues así se van a quedar. Un título de liga cada 6-7 años, particip participando en la Champions, eh, siendo el rival incómodo para el Real Madrid, para el Barcelona. Pero si este, eh, estos fanáticos quieren que el club sea más que el Real Madrid, sea más que el Barcelona, sea más que ese Manchester City que mencionaste, que también es un muy buen punto de referencia. Tiene que venir otro técnico. Tiene que venir alguien más. Alguien que sepa usar a Joao Félix con todas esas características y esas, esas cualidades que tiene. Un jugadorazo. Igual con Antoine Griezmann, cuando lo tuvieron en el Atlético de Madrid. ¡Qué jugador! Era un crack. Y cuando jugó con el Atlético de Madrid, sí metía muchos goles, pero si veías un partido completo, si veías los 90 minutos de un partido del Atlético de Madrid, se la pasaba defendiendo casi todo el partido, Antoine Griezmann. Yo no voy a traer a un delantero de esa calidad para que defienda. Quizá a un delantero como Adrián, con todo respeto, a Adrián que jugó en el Atlético de Madrid, fue parte de ese... De ese equipo que fue a la final de Lisboa en el 2014. A él a lo mejor sí le, le exijo que, que defienda. Pero por jerarquía y por nombre, Antoine Griezmann, Joao Félix, por favor. Esos son jugadores que me tienen que, que, que anotar goles a, a, al gusto. Siempre, siempre tienen que estar anotando. Y con Diego Simeone así es, así es como va a ser el equipo. Siempre. Así va a ser. Pero... Creo que hasta ahí llegó el Atlético de Madrid. Se, ya no hay más. Ya no hay cómo mejorar con Diego Simeone. Pero te pregunto esto ahora, Cris. Si se va Diego Simeone, ¿quién llega a reemplazarlo? Porque son unos zapatos muy grandes que tienen que llenar. Son, son, es una responsabilidad grande. ¿Quién crees que llegue? Eso es una, esa es la pregunta muy difícil. No sé. Uf, no sé. Tal vez el, el técnico que viene a la mente es uno como Maximiliano Alegre. Uh -huh. un, uno, un técnico que, que todavía tiene la, las, las cualidades que tiene el Atlético, que es defender, pero un técnico que sabe ganar los partidos grandes, que sabe eh, los, buscar los jugadores grandes, que, 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 que tiene esa calidad que... que que no solamente va a mantener el Atlético donde está, pero llevarlo adelante, a, 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 a llevar al Atlético para, para crecer. Eh, eh, Alegre yo creo que es muy buen, muy, muy... Muy buena opción. Sí, muy buena opción. Sí. Creo que sí sería una muy buena opción, Massimiliano Alegri. Tiene tiempo que no trabaja. Ya tiene que como dos años que, que, que no trabaja Alegri. Y eso sí te hace, te hace cuestionar, porque hizo un muy buen trabajo en, en, en la Juventus. Y para no, no, no estar empleado ahora es, es algo muy extraño. Pero te hice esa pregunta porque yo en realidad no tengo ni idea quién podría llegar al Atlético de Madrid. Porque quien sea que llegue... Tiene que ser alguien de unas cualidades similares a Diego Simeone. No puedes ir de Diego Simeone a Pep Guardiola. Eso es... Exacto. Confundes por completo a tus jugadores. Y bueno, son jugadores de talla mundial, jugadorazos. Quizá pueden, pueden adaptarse rápido. Pero, o sea, estás tentando ya contra... Estás atentando contra la identidad de la institución. No solo del, del equipo, de la institución entera. Y, y creo que el Atlético de Madrid, si quiere ser grande, poco a poco tiene que des deshacerse de esa, de esa identidad y tienen que ser que pensar como equipo grande. Pero Massimiliano Alegre es una, es una buena opción. No sé si, si, vaya, si vaya a querer hacer algo, algo así. Me llegó a, a la mente ahorita un nombre. No, no sé qué tan... Qué, qué tan ¿Qué, ta, ¿Qué tanto sepas? Perdón, se, se me fue ahí la, se me fueron la, las palabras. No sé qué tanto sepas de, de esta persona que te voy a mencionar. Diego Simeone, argentino. ¿Qué tal si llega otro argentino al Atlético de Madrid? ¿Qué tal si llega Marcelo Gallardo del River Plate al Atlético de Madrid? No, no son muy diferentes. No son, dis, no, o sea, son, son, son distintos. Son, son, 
son técnicos que, que tienen ideas distintas, pero tampoco son tan diferentes. ¿Cómo ves? Marcelo Gallardo, su primer trabajo en Europa, Atlético de Madrid. ¿Crees que sería demasiado para él, llegando de Sudamérica? No, me gusta esta opción. Me gusta esta opción porque es un, es un hombre que va a llegar con, con la hambre a, a, a ser buena en el, en el Atlético de Madrid. Entonces tiene que ser un, una persona con personalidad. y es, es, es una buena opción. Me gusta esa opción. Ahí está, Marcelo Gallardo. Alguien me dijo que yo me parecía a Marcelo Gallardo. No lo veo. Pero no lo veo para nada. Pero, pero bueno, Marcelo Gallardo. Sería... Creo que esas, esas dos opciones por, por ahí vamos. Y son técnicos similares. Massimiliano Allegri y Marcelo Gallardo. ¿Quién sabe? A lo mejor en algunos años esos pueden ser... Uno de esos dos pueden ser los técnicos que estén reemplazando a Diego Simeone. Y mira... Te voy a, de a decir algo ahorita, yo no creo que mucha gente esté de acuerdo conmigo, a lo mejor tú vas a estar de acuerdo conmigo, pero no importa lo que pase el domingo, gane o pierda el Atlético de Madrid, Diego Simeone se tiene que ir, se tiene que ir porque ya se, ya, ya se, se, se le acabó el tiempo, como decimos en inglés, he overstayed his welcome, he overstayed his visit, ya, se acabó, pienso que el Atlético de Madrid debería de dejarlo ir, y sí, en cuanto se vaya, Diego Simeone, háganle una estatua afuera del Wanda Metropolitano, porque ha hecho un gran trabajo. Eso, no, eso jamás se le va a negar. Pero ya llegó el tiempo de un cambio para el Atlético de Madrid. ¿Estás de acuerdo? ¿Tú piensas que Diego Simeone se tiene que ir, aunque, aunque gane la liga este domingo? Sí, yo creo que sí. Yo creo que ya es tiempo para él y para el club para... Como, como Zidane, como el Real Madrid, es para es, es tiempo para algo diferente para, para todo el mundo. El Simeone tenía el chance de ir, a, a, a ir al, para el Inter y no lo cogió, y cogió a Antonio Conte y mm. está ganando títulos allá. Eh, siento como que fue una, una oportunidad que, que perdió el Simeone, porque aunque gane otra liga... Ya esto es, esto es como dices, una liga cada 6-7 años, sea un rival que le hace la vida miserable a Real Madrid y a Barcelona, pero no ganar no ganar los títulos grandes. Y es, es difícil, es difícil para, para el club, porque ellos, ellos no van a decir que se vaya, es, es, es una leyenda del Atlético de Madrid, pero para él y para que, que continúe su, 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 su historia con el fútbol y, y para Atlético de Madrid a coger ese chance, como, como dije antes, eh, ver ese momento que se necesita una diferencia y coger ese chance, sí, es, hay posibilidad de que el Atlético de Madrid cogiendo ese chance y sacando a Simeone que que se ponen como el club que, que eran antes y que están peleando por su vida en la liga. Pero también hay posibilidad de que cogen un, un nuevo técnico y que ese técnico le gane un champion. ¿Por qué no por tratar? Eso es, eso es el punto del fútbol. Entonces, ¿por qué no? Uh -huh. es tener miedo es mejor, mejor vivir, mejor tratar. Exactamente, sin miedo al éxito. Eso es lo que le podemos decir al Atlético de, de Madrid. Y bueno, hasta aquí este segmento. And that will do it for this show. This was a loaded one, man. This one was very good. I appreciate your time. Chris, uh, where can they find you if, uh, if people want to get to talk to you a little bit about soccer? Go ahead. The floor is yours, my friend. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. My, uh, my tag is Chris S O L. O-O-D-O-L-O -O -O underscore. Dolo underscore. There you go. And you can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Alex Perez FC. You can follow the show on Twitter and on Instagram at Total Foot Club. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcast, on, uh, on Spotify. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have a lot going on. The Champions League, of course, the Champions League final. We're, we're going to be seeing that. We're going to be seeing some preview shows. Um, and there's just so much coming out. We, we were talking about the summer that we have coming up. And my goodness. Oh, my goodness. We have so much to talk about. But for now, this will do it. We will see you all next week. Enjoy the games during the weekend. 
Of course, take care and goodbye.